Nobody warns you about the potential relationship pitfalls that occur after the arrival of children. You may seem prepared with the nursery items, daycare options, and the state-of-the-art crib, but have you prepared for the added stressors to your relationship? Hi, I'm Miranda, a Gottman-trained couples therapist. And I'm Aaron. I work in the financial industry, and Miranda and I have been partners for over 20 years. And we've had our fair share of ups and downs ourselves sure after have. becoming parents. Join us as we sit with couples sharing their experiences of how love has changed since the transition of children. Whether you are trying to conceive, currently pregnant, already have children, or experience loss and infertility, this podcast will showcase authentic, real couples, just like yourself, who are navigating love after lullabies. I will also share communication tips and tricks from my experience of working in private practice for over 10 years in the state of Oregon that can help maintain and even improve your relationship. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you get something out of today's episode. Today. (laughs) (laughs) It's Saturday night. Hi. This is what we do on our date nights now. Yeah, it is. We record podcast episodes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we were outside all day. It was beautiful out. And we, our daughter started lacrosse today. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. She hated it. She she totally hated it. She hated it or she was bored. One of the two. I think she just doesn't know it yet. So I don't know. Yeah. But it was like 60s in the Pacific Northwest in March, which is pretty wild. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for summer now. One of the biggest challenges in relationships is conflict. Yes. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> what is what does conflict mean to you? When you think of conflict, based on your experience of growing up or, you know, previous relationships or whatnot, like what what comes to mind? I I think it's changed over time, so you I I was ready to answer you and then you're like or like when you were a kid growing up and I was like oh shoot that's I feel like maybe it's a little bit different so me as an adult conflict means um there's some some two or more parties that don't see eye to eye on something and it 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 it's requiring action right Mm -hmm. so it's like conflict that you can't it's not that you're a little perturbed about something or you just want to like you know, you're just a little upset about it. It's 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 an issue that that deserves attention. Um, that's kind of how I see it as an adult. Well, do you like avoid it? Like, is it uncomfortable or is it welcomed or like what's your what's your uh, your general feeling about it? I know, like, yeah, as a kid, my in, my interpretation or my experience of conflict was that it was just it was not good. Like, you kind of. Avoid it. If, if there's conflict, then that's not good. Yeah. I, I don't, don't avoid conflict. I don't, personally. Huh. That surprises me that you say that you don't avoid conflict, because I feel like both of us and our relationship are somewhat conflict avoidant. Like between each other? Yeah. Okay, explain. For me, personally, I get overwhelmed, and I turn inward and disengage. Probably more stonewalling. Not it's not like the silent treatment. I'm not giving you the silent treatment to be mean. I'm like overwhelmed. I'm stonewalled at that point. And so for me, it's hard to like get my thoughts together. It's hard for me to know what is actually happening. I also have this 
fear of like bringing things up of it getting worse. So that for me, I like tend to avoid. So usually what I see us happening in our relationship is like we get into an argument. I withdraw. You get quiet. But eventually you're the one that comes around. Can we just not talk about this? No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I come around quicker. You're right. Everything you're saying is right. But you're a little slower of a processor, I feel like, right? Yes. Like, you're the first one to say that. Yeah. But we both do get quiet. You're right. We both... I don't know if that's like a younger sibling thing or yeah. just us. Maybe. I don't know. So I'm having to reframe my thoughts as an adult of what conflict is and, you know, everything about it being bad. My own narratives around it being bad and to be avoided is now as a therapist and now working, you know, specifically with Gottman techniques and emotion focused therapy techniques. It's really, and here's the therapist buzzword. It's an opportunity <laughs> to yeah. get to know your partner more. <clears throat> so yeah. conflict is really, I have my blueprint that I'm navigating the world with. And it has a design of a house on it. You have your blueprint that you were given and you have your house and we're trying to build a house together. And of course, it's not going to be matching up. Right. So you want a sunroom. I want a bigger kitchen. <laughs> Can I have a jacuzzi? <laughs> you really want a jacuzzi. I think I need a hot tub. I know you want a hot tub. I can be swayed for a sauna too. Anyways. Isn't that tracker. the same thing? No, the sauna's like the hot room. Oh, you know, right, the steam. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I have never tried one of those. It doesn't sound very fun to me. It takes some getting used to. Have you been in a sauna before? Yeah, polar plunge. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, having to, to retrain my brain to think of it as, okay, this is just an opportunity to learn yeah. about each other. How you bring conflict up predicts the outcome of the conversation. This is my absolute favorite therapy tool that I talk about in couples therapy that I'm going to talk about today. Okay. It's called the Soften Startup. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> so because we can't avoid conflict, it's going to happen. And when I hear new couples tell me like, oh, we never fight or we, you know, we never have arguments. I'm always like, okay, what are you avoiding? Because clearly we're going to have conflict. Mm -hmm. So because we're going to have conflict, we might as well bring it up in a way that feels gentler or softer as you will. Nice. There are seven different tactics or ways that you can utilize to bring up conflict. Now, are you talking about using this between relationships or just in everyday life? Oh, everyday life. Okay. So it doesn't need to be necessarily between you and me. No. Okay. Or you know, partners. Yeah. No, but I mean, obviously I use this in couples therapy, so it's meant more for couples, but yeah, you could use it at your job. You could use it with your kids. All of the stuff that we talk about as far as tools, you can apply with your children. So it's a twofer. Yeah. And I'm very well. interested in this because, you know, you, you use this in your therapy. I oversee a lot of people at my place of work. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, that's part of my job is to resolve conflict and help peer to peer conflict resolution so I'm gonna. I'm. Ex I'm very excited for this. Aaron doesn't know anything about what I'm going to talk about. We I, haven't. Yeah, we, we haven't, haven't prefaced over. this. We haven't gone over an agenda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number one. Okay. Be concise. Be concise. It's really, really hard to hear something mm -hmm. when our partner is droning on and on and on about it. So yeah. you come home and I'm like, Hey, you said you were going to take the trash out yesterday and you didn't. And it was like last Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember. It was the day that the kids had practice and you said you were going to do this and like what's happening with you right 
You're checked out. Well, I'm checked out. I'm trying to like, did I say that? When did I do it? Yeah. 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 So describe it, be concise, and then stop. Clear and concise. Yes. Yeah. Be very clear. I mean, that's just good communication too. Yeah. There's an example. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on on one of our episodes. There was a time where you came down and I was going to come help you put the kids down. But I feel like you weren't very clear and concise when you came down and then I was I went on the defense mm-hmm. and I started getting all like persnickety about it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that would have Yeah, also that initial conversation happened via text, which it started. T- yeah, it didn't, yeah. doesn't help. No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Number 2. Number 2. You're allowed to complain about it. Oh, to in the moment? You are allowed to complain without criticism or judgment. Here's the key. Okay. So, Everyone has their own perspective of what happens. And everyone believes that their perspective is the absolute truth. Yeah. And guess what? Newsflash. It's not. Right. There's two sides for sure. And I tell this with my couples that even if I was a fly on the wall that lived in their house and I saw every single interaction that they had and they were arguing about something and they said, consult the fly, I would still have my own lens with which I view what happened based on my previous experience, bias, whatever. You are allowed to complain about it and say, this is what I see happening. I'm noticing that our visa bill is really high rather than like, you just can't seem to save money, can you? You are just always spending stuff. Right. I'm noticing this. Now, be careful with that because that could be construed as sarcasm, which sarcasm is uh, contempt. Yeah, but I don't, I guess I, I don't understand the whole like complaining because it sounds one of the the complaining is sounds like the opposite like what you just said like you can't just can't you can't just stop spending money can you rather than i'm seeing our credit card bills really high this month and we need to do something about it mm-hmm. you, you need to do something about it which one's complaining well it's just it's essentially saying that you can bring things up you can talk about these things yeah. without but make sure that you leave the judgment and the criticism gotcha. out it's it's on the table yeah. as long as you're doing it respectfully yeah as soon as you start a sentence with the word you followed by always or never it's criticism right and that's, that's gonna, not true and that's gonna set your partner up to be defensive right there's no there's no way they always do something that way right or they never do it that way yeah Maybe oftentimes, mm-hmm. but there's no way it's always or never. Yeah. Another example of this is, man, we get so caught up sometimes in the semantics of things. When I say we, I see like couples in general um, of the semantics of you said this or this happened on Thursday. So by you saying you said this, that's going to, again, criticism, it's going to leave you up to be defensive. So if we were to change that to... I heard this, then that is, that's again, my interpretation, my perspective of what happened. You then have the opportunity to either clarify or take accountability or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm, I heard this, I saw this rather than you did that. Mm. All right. Number three. All right. Number three, I statements, ding, 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 ding. We all know I oh, statements. I, yeah. Like Did- I would never do that. <laughs> Do you ever remember learning I statements in elementary school? I don't know. I remember remember. learning. I don't remember. It's not. That is not an I statement. Well, to me it is. (laughs) I remember learning I statements in like fifth or sixth grade. And our teacher had this whole formula on the board. 
and it was like a fill in the blank sentence. And it, it said like, I feel blank when you blank, I would like blank. It was super complicated. And now as an adult, I'm seeing that that is actually criticism. It just has an I mask on it, uh-huh. an I statement mask on it. So here's what I want. Just keep it simple. I feel emotion word. So many times I hear, I feel like, and as soon as you hear the word like, it deflects it off of you and turns it to your partner. Mm. So you're, you're not saying what you're actually feeling. You're being critical, but just with a cherry on top. So if- And is that like conflict avoidance coming out? Possibly. Or is it just like trying to take away from like responsibility on it? I don't know. It could be, it could be a number of things. It could be some people saying like, well, I said an I statement, like I'm talking about how I'm feeling. So give me one, give me an example of a proper I statement. I I feel feel sad. I feel angry. I feel unappreciated. I feel lonely. I feel loved. I feel whatever. Yeah. So So give me a wrong way to use it. I feel like when you come home, you are you don't give me hugs and I give you hugs all the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I you can totally hear the difference. Rather than I feel left out, like I really want you to give me a hug when you come home from work. Yeah. How would you feel if I said that? I give you lots of hugs. <laughs> <laughs> This is a hard one, and it's something that I still struggle with, too, that I catch myself saying, I feel like, you know. It's easy to slip into. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. This is super important. Super important, especially for couples who've been together a really long time. Okay, let's go over the top. Let's go down the list one more time. Okay, be concise. Complain without criticism or judgment. Oh, I missed one. I statements. I statements. But I missed one before that. Number three, start with appreciations. Oh, Okay. Here's an example. Instead of saying, you never take me out on dates anymore. By giving an appreciation first, some people call this a shit sandwich, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I could say something like, gosh, do you remember when we used to do weekly date nights? I really miss that. It's like, oh, that leads into a conversation of, obviously that's not happening anymore. And right. I'm saying like, I really miss this thing that we used to do together and I really appreciated that we used to do it. Or another thing is, hey, I really, really loved how you helped out with the baby during the night. How can we make this more of a thing? I'm glad you had me go over that again because I forgot one. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that makes sense. Let's go through them again then okay. and then get to the one that's super important. Well, they're all super important. I know, important. but you, you were just saying, like, this one's really important. <laughs> okay. So, let's so go down the list. Cliffhanger. Okay. Okay. Be concise. Complain without criticism or judgment. Start with appreciations. I statements. This next one, talk clearly about what you need. We've been together for over 20 years and you still can't read my mind. When does that happen? I read it a lot. It is kind of creepy how that happens. It does happen a lot. However, when it matters, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) When it doesn't matter, it's like, uh, we really want chocolate ice cream. Like both of them at the same time. Yeah. 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 And there's a, a huge assumption that if we've been with our partner for a long time, they should know what we're thinking. They should know what we want. Well, guess what? We don't. Nobody can read minds yet. And it is so much easier to hear what you need from your partner rather than what you don't want. Mm-hmm. It's clear. It's concise. You know, like, hey, 
Like my example earlier, when you come home from work, I really need you to give me a hug. I need you to kiss me before you leave for work. Yeah, talk about what you need. Next one. This is really hard, especially for women. Okay. Some men too that I've come across, but mostly women. It is do not store things up. Do not store things up. What happens is if we store things up, then we get in a conflict and then all this year's worth of things come out and then it builds resentment. There's two reasons why I've noticed that women especially have a hard, harder time with this. One, we don't want to be seen as a nag. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Another one, we don't want to be viewed or feel like a mother to our partner. It's an awful feeling. Right. So there's a tendency to, oh, never mind, I'll just do it. Or I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to sound like a nag. Right. Meanwhile, you're spending all day like telling the kids to pick up after themselves and doing their things. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is, is bark that out at your partner, you know. Yeah. Uh, I deal with that a lot of work. Mm. People, you don't, you don't hear from them. They seem like everything's going great. And then all of a sudden they freak out in the middle of work or they act out in a way and it's like what's going on and then they they just dump everything on you Mm, that they've been dealing with for months it's like why didn't you come to me we could have worked on that i'm your sounding board why aren't you using me for that Mm -hmm. instead of bottling it all up i get a lot of that same response when i'm working with couples where the partner will say something similar of like i wish that you would have told me this earlier like it's no problem or yeah absolutely most of the time and maybe it's because it's in front of me but most of the time they're very open about like yeah it's no big deal bring it up it's okay right if you have a supportive partner anyway if you do yeah the last one is a little tougher because you got to be a little bit more vulnerable it is restating your feelings in more vulnerable emotions anger is a secondary emotion mm. it's a mask that we wear it's so much easier to express and to elude anger because it hides what's actually happening underneath like a fear or something yeah so let's say you're going to be home by six rolls around, 6.30 rolls around, 6.45, you come walking in the door, and I could respond with, where the fuck have you been? What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, get upset about it. Yeah. What do you mean? I've been in traffic the whole time. Yeah, I'm attacking you, so you are going to be defensive, you're going to be critical back, whatever, right? What do you think is actually happening for me? Yeah, you're freaked out, or you're scared, or you're planning something and it didn't go right yeah i could feel unappreciated i could have fear of like something happened to you so if you come in the door at that point and i say i i was scared that something happened to you please tell me if you're going to be late i can still be angry about it but i'm telling you like my actual primary emotion of fear and that is going to have a much softer response for you i saw an example of that today at the lacrosse field at the lacrosse field. <laughs> at, I at, saw, at the I, only lacrosse field in <clears throat> Oregon. <laughs> Tis fourth lacrosse field. Anyways, yeah, I saw that today. Uh, evidently some little kid, a little boy, oh, went yeah. too far. I saw that too. Right? Like wandered uh-huh. off with a buddy and they were kicking a ball around or whatever. Kind of annoying next to us, honestly. The mom appeared out of nowhere and was like ain't upset. Because she didn't know where he was, of course. As a parent, you're like, oh, she's super scared. Mm -hmm. But her reaction to the little boy was anger. Or like, she was, she seemed really angry. And like, and was like, we gotta go, you're gonna come here with me right now. Wow, we saw totally different things. She, she, I mean, she was, 
she was frantically scared, but she was intensely like up. Kind of, it sounded like you should have been. I told you not to go somewhere else. Hmm. When really it was like she was really scared and panicky. I saw something completely different. Oh, they're different perspectives. Yeah. Oh my gosh, real life example right now. <laughs> I saw the mom like on her knees hugging the boy and saying, "I was scared. I didn't know where you were." Yeah. So I, I stopped see. listening after a while. <laughs> I saw to be completely 100%. I was it was watching getting where we were going. I heard the first part of it and and witnessed it a little bit and I was like, "Oh, the kid's fine." And I kept going. So mm. I didn't actually see that part. Maybe we saw two different parts. That's good. Another little tidbit about perspective that I use is there's a metaphor out there or like a, a Chinese proverb where two people are touching an elephant and one person's touching the tusk. One person is touching the furry part of the tail. Wait, elephants Harry. don't. Harry. Harry? They don't really have hairy tails, do they? Yeah, the little tuff at the end. Don't they? Maybe that's a cartoon version of an elephant. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of a zebra. Like a donkey? <laughs> yeah, I think they have, I mean, they have hair. They have hair on their, like, skin. Yeah, but I don't know if they do it. The tip of their tail, now that I'm looking at in my mind. I don't know. Regardless. All right, we'll, we'll do a Google look up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one person's touching the tail, and they're arguing over what, what it is, right? Yeah. But it's the same thing. You're just on different sides of the elephant, or you're, you know... Elephants' tails do have a little hair at the end. Oh, phew. Look. Oh, wow. Look at that. Huh. Yeah, a little scruff of hair. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this. That's a lot of steps. It's a lot to put together. It's, you don't have to put it all together. That's my question. Yeah. So, depending on the conflict is where you're going to want to pick and choose what's appropriate at the time. I don't know if you, you necessarily have to do that. These are just like seven different ways that you can create... A softened startup. Okay. A softened startup to a conversation around conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I have these cards here. Cards? So back, let's do it. Back when I used to do workshops in person, I would, uh, I'm a bringing baby home educator, and we would do this activity in one of the days. These are cards that have a topic, and then it gives an example of a harsh startup, and then you have to create a softened startup. Okay. Are we going to take turns? We can. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to randomly draw one? Sure. Okay. <laughs> and I'm asking you this? Yes. So, so you're going to... I'll give you the harsh one. And then you have to re- reframe it. Oh, I it. have to reframe it? Yeah. You're not reframing it? No. Okay. I don't know why I'm going to draw. Why am I drawing first then? Okay. What's the, situ- what's the topic? The topic is safety. Your partner's car has a new dent in it. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, man. Buckle I touched, up. I touched a nerve See what I there. did there? <laughs> Uh, you're worried your partner is not a careful driver and you are concerned about their safety. So here's the harsh startup. Mm-hmm. I saw the new dent. When are you going to stop being so reckless? <laughs> are you going to answer me? What are, you, what are you talking about? The new dent? I don't know what you're talking about. The dent in the car, not the driveway. <laughs> when are you going to stop being reckless? I'm not reckless. I'm a careful driver. I've never gotten a ticket. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I've gotten one ticket, and that was within the last year. Yeah. Blowing <laughs> through a red light. Yeah, it was a camera. Mm. Caught me. And it was I was behind a semi. I couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, that's a harsh startup. That's real harsh. Yeah. That's a setup for a, a fight. That is a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you say that in a softened way? It gives you some hints. It does. 
when I pulled in when I pulled into the drive today, I got really worried. I saw a dent in the car, and I, I thought something may have happened to you today. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I was hoping you wouldn't see that. What happened to the dent? I rammed into a tree. Damn it, Miranda! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job. Thanks. Yeah. All right, here. You can draw one now. Let me shuffle. <sighs> you don't need to shuffle. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, gosh, this one's long. <clears throat> you want to do a different one? No, this is great. Okay. Um, all right, topic is parties. Here's the situation. I like to party. <laughs> you think your partner ignores you when you go to parties and chooses to spend time with other people. You're going to a party tonight and want your partner to stay by you. The harsh startup is, are you just going to ignore me at the party tonight like you always do? <laughs> Yikes. Okay, I think I would try something like, Hey, I'm feeling a little insecure tonight, and I would really love it if you could kind of stay by my side or, you know, hang with me at the party or just kind of check in on me occasionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, are you doing okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing okay. It's just right. so hot, and it's hard to, like, you know. To cuddle up over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because that does show, like, not only are you having a soft start to that, but you're also being vulnerable. Yeah. And that's, that can be tough, especially if you're having the conversation at the party. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you want to do one more? Let's do one more. Okay. Oh. Oh, this is the exact same one. Oh my gosh. We're like twins. We read each other's minds. <laughs> All right. Topic. TV watching. Oh, okay. Strange. You want your partner to watch less TV. Oh, yeah. Well, I, this is, this is calm. I hear this a lot. Really? Yeah. Man, we just don't watch TV that much. I guess not. I mean, we like, maybe like a maybe a half an hour at night hour. Yeah. Yeah. Where does that like make us better? Well, we're better people. <laughs> <laughs> so pretentious. Well, no. I mean, anyway. All right. Let's stay focused, Miranda. Okay. <laughs> Harsh startup. You are so lazy. Wow. All you ever do is sit on the couch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. And the, each one of those sentences is an explanation mark afterwards. Yeah. That's um, a contemptuous relationship right yeah, there. That's hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this? Uh, Miranda, I used to love when we sat on the balcony after dinner and just chit chatted about our day. I think we should do that more. That's nice. Yeah. But good practice, good skills practice, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I I'm wondering if there's a way that we could add this to our link tree so people can download the seven examples to have. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a good idea. Um give us some time. If if it's not up, you can always email us and I can we can email you a copy of it because we have it, but if you're interested. I love skills practicing. I do. My, I'm sure my employees hate me because I do it with them all the time. <laughs> hmm. Even especially, well, I oversee several managers that oversee individuals, and so with my manager, whenever we're having a hard conversation or something, like, okay, let's skills practice this. Let's look at your worst case scenario, or I try and mimic the person who I know is going to accept the the information, and it might be challenging. The role play. Role play, yeah. It's <laughs> seriously, it, it goes a long way. In fact, my counterpart will she'll do it with me. And mm-hmm. skills practice with me, so I know what, you know, it helps. Are you saying you role play with your coworkers? Skills practice <laughs> is what we call it. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation about that. <laughs> Why are you so lazy? <laughs> One 
question that I get frequently is, or concern, this is so hard. This is going to take a lot of practice. It's going to feel so cheesy. (laughs) And my favorite metaphor, and I have to say I'm super proud of it because I thought of it myself. Nice. Is if you've ever gone cross-country skiing in a popular place. And when I say popular, I just mean that they have the grooves already like tracked for you. Yeah. And so all you do is you put your skis in and you just glide along and you're able to kind of see the scenery and you don't have to work as hard. You stay in the slots. You stay in the slots. Yeah. And that is the neural pathways and the ways that we've been communicating the patterns that we like find ourselves in frequently. Yeah. And so what I'm asking people to do is to step out into the fresh snow and it's going to go slower. It's harder. And it's harder. And you can't look at the scenery as much because you're focused on your footing and you're looking over at the track and you're like, gosh, it's right there. I could just like give like a zinger, you know, Um, and it's so easy to fall back into it. So one of the things that I recommend, too, is that if you are wanting to do a softened startup, but you don't know how you can just tell your partner, hey, I'm going to try a softened startup. Yeah. And just even saying that, that is a softened startup. <laughs> right. Because if I come to you and I say, hey, I need to bring something up and I'm going to try a softened startup, that shows you that I am trying, I'm working on it, I, I'm putting effort into the relationship and the way that we communicate. Yeah. And if I mess up, you're not going to be as hard on me. I would also have to say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, if I'm coming... You're wrong. All right, this podcast is over. If I'm coming to you to ask for a softened startup, I am. I should already be able to see another perspective about what I'm going to ask about. I might not know what that perspective is, but I have to at least like be thinking that I know there is another one, and I really need this answer from Miranda because I need to hear her perspective on this. I know it's there, so I I, I know I'm being one sided. And I really want to be able to like see both sides so we can we can make it work, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Instead of going into the conversation, going, I'm freaking right, mm-hmm. and there's no other perspective. But here's a softened startup for me. Yeah. Because I'm gonna because it's gonna turn into a fight anyways. Yeah. Regardless of the softened startup. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that we get held up on. You know, as as couples, many couples get held up on too. Is that who's right and who's wrong? Yeah. And you're both right and you're both wrong. Yeah. There is no one person that's going to win an argument. And even if that were the case, like, why? Why is it so important? It is for some people, so. Well, and there could be a case where one perspective is more right. Like, it it might be like, oh, yeah, okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. That I, I did act inappropriately that way. Yeah. That doesn't mean that your perception was wrong. It's yeah. still what you perceived right. and it's still worth the conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's just about taking accountability for your part in it, however small or big. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, also, don't be contemptuous. If you're trying this out, please don't be contemptuous. And if your partner brings something up in a way that feels critical, don't sit there and be like, um, could you try that in a soften startup, please? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's, just, it's very condescending. It's it's very condescending. And very contemptuous. Yeah. 
So that's my favorite tool that I use with yeah. couples. I love it so much can. because I think so much conflict could be changed, like the butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We could all deal with conflict a little bit better. What else is going on? That's it. End it. Yeah. I thought you were gonna ask me a question about what makes oh, me angry. Oh yeah, I was just for fun. Okay. What do you have something that makes you unproportionately angry? I'm not an angry guy. I don't feel like right. I don't feel like I'm like overly angry. I might get pissy about something, right? I'm like, nah. You, you get know. pissy about stuff. I get pissy about stuff. But irrational, like fired up, like just can't, you know. No, you're not I'm that. not that guy. So when I say irrationally angry, like, yeah, I do stupid stuff with like the kids do something that like sparks, touches a, uh, something with me, like in my past or something. And I like snap out or, or like, you know, get upset about something that's completely dumb. Mm-hmm. And you're really good at like looking at me being like, oh, really? Is that, is that worth it? Like, okay, I get it. That was dumb. So I feel like that happens to me. Mm. Is there anything that I do? Like leave my clothes on the floor in the bedroom? <sighs> you know, it. honestly, you do leave your clothes everywhere. It's and, and I go out of my way to pick it up. Also hanging my coat up. Yeah. And you are really, <laughs> really terrible at that. You, It's always on a chair somewhere. I, yeah. I say that, although my mine's on a chair right now. Yeah, okay. but it's kind of a flannel. It's a little different, but you did leave it on the chair before you left for uh, DC. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I'm just saying you do it a yeah. lot. No, I'm terrible. Yeah. I am awful. The bedroom is awful. I'm. I really want to. Yeah, we have a project to do in our bedroom. We want to paint and. Yeah, we do. And so. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like me. I don't want to me because it's gross and we need to paint it, but. Yeah, no. But it doesn't make me angry. It's just, it's like frustrating. But it's not like, I'm not fired up about it. Yeah. Well, for me, it is people, pedestrians, people walk their dogs, whatever. When they walk in the road instead of on the sidewalk, like a normal person. Yeah. Or like runners. Yes, runners. People walking their dog. People walking. Why? 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 I need to understand why this happens. I don't get it. And even when I'm driving up behind them, I always think like, oh, they're going to move to the sidewalk. No, they don't move to the sidewalk. I have to drive around them. And we live in a neighborhood that has beautiful sidewalks. Why aren't you walking on the goddamn sidewalk? I do it sometimes. Why? (laughs) I can't believe you. Well, okay, so there's a couple reasons. Now, I will say it is annoying. There are at times it's annoying, but at times, like if it's us as a family walking, sometimes there's not room to walk next to you guys on the sidewalk. So, and so I may maneuver around a car into the street, right? Stuff like that is fine. And then also on the whole runner's stance, sometimes when I run around the neighborhoods, I will run on the street instead of the sidewalk because it's so much more effort going up and down the little driveways the driveway entrances oh my gosh and so it's just all one flat like shebang if anyone walks on the road instead of the sidewalk or does that bullshit behavior please enlighten me because i need to build some sort of compassion or empathy because thankfully the kids are in the car when this happens so i have to like (laughs) keep it together but if i'm alone oh i just thought of another one for you what (laughs) come on if if you're stopped at a stop sign and there's a pedestrian that needs to cross and they wave you on, <laughs> yeah, they tell you to drive yeah. so they can, and they'll just stay there, you will dig in. You're <laughs> like, fuck no, you go. It's your right away. 
yeah. you get all angry about that's it. That's true. That's true. I've yeah. never yelled at a person. No, you don't. To, like, you know, to no, like not road reiterate. I've never yelled at anyone who's walking on the sidewalk. I just spew profanities alone to myself and scream in the car like, use the goddamn sidewalk. That's yeah. what it's there for. Again, not when the kids are in the car. <laughs> no. No. <clears throat> but when the kids are in the car, I do say like, why do people do this? I don't understand it. Help me understand this. All right. Yeah, we should probably wrap up, I guess. Yeah, we should wrap it up. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, happy almost spring. Or actually, it'll be spring. It's spring now, by the time you're listening to this. No. Happy spring. I don't know. It's spring. Hey, Spring is from. Although I do enjoy a good time change. The spring forward Yeah, has been really nice. Now it like, stays light out. and Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace out. for listening and your continued support new episodes come out every tuesday please make sure you review and subscribe to our podcast we greatly appreciate it follow us on instagram at love after lullabies and if you want to be on our show come on you know you want to be on it email us at love after lullabies at gmail.com so she got, oh, there's so many ears. <laughs>